The IOC Coordination Commission for Rio 2016 is nearing the home stretch to next year's Summer Olympics. You're listening to the latest edition of ATR Radio. I'm Nicole Bennett. The IOC COCOM for the 2016 Games is in Rio this week and will be until August 12th. The commission, led by Nawala Mutuakel, will meet with Brazilian leaders to discuss progress on preparations for the Games. The ninth visit of the COCOM comes on the heels of one-year countdown celebrations in Rio. Rio 2016 President Carlos Newsman, Rio Mayor Eduardo Paez and Brazilian President Dilma Rousseff kicked off festivities in Rio on August 5th at the Olympic Park to mark the occasion. Around the Rings editor Ed Hula has been in Rio since last week and spoke with me on Monday during the first day of the IOC COCOM's meetings. Hula said so far the mood in Rio is collected and confident. Well it's uh, pretty calm, pretty tranquil, uh, not, not a great deal of uh, nervousness in the air, anxiety, if you will, that things won't get done. Um, yeah, I, people here are used to big events every year, whether it's New Year's or Carnival. Both of those events draw millions of people to Rio de Janeiro. Maybe in some ways a bigger flash in a pan for one day than the, uh, than, than the Olympics are. But generally speaking, there seems to be a pretty accepting mood on the part of the people that the Olympics are coming and uh, we get a sense that things seem to be moving ahead okay if not if not perfectly if not how everybody wants it to go exactly there seems to be no crisis in the air that we experienced a year or more ago here. What did Rio 2016 COCOM Chair Nawal Mutuakel have to say in her opening remarks today? Well Nothing really cautionary other than to note that time is short, less than a year to go, much less than that for some operations that are required to stage the games. But she expressed a general sense of, 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 of pleasure, satisfaction with the way things are going in Rio uh, and gave a couple of plus, plus marks to the ticket sales and sponsorship activities of Rio 2016. So uh, seems seems to be a very a confident mood um, on part of the IOC right now. And this marks the IOC Coordination Commission's second to last visit in Rio. What's on the agenda? What would you say their top priority is? Well, I, I think given the attention that has been given to the quality of water for several of the events like sailing, rowing, uh, the triathlon, the open water swim, the pollution in the Guanabara Bay in the Atlantic Ocean, in the lagoon where the rowing takes place. Uh, the IOC Commission will want a full briefing. We'll hear a full briefing on how that's going, uh, whether anything special needs to be done. So far, the IOC, the Rio organizers, the government has said there's no real reason to be alarmed but environmental activists, uh, athletes have expressed concern. And there is still a lot of work to be done in a public relations sense to let people know what's going on with the water quality, as well as actually doing it, as well as cleaning up the water. This was a pledge made years ago when Rio won the games that there would be substantial reductions in the effluents, the uh, pollutants going into the waters here. And they won't make their goal, but they'll be getting close to it. So I think that that is one of the things we're going to be hearing about on a regular basis over this year to go to the Games.
You mentioned you've sensed a, a feeling of confidence from the IOC in Rio 2016, and six out of the 17 members of the Coordination Commission were excused from the meeting. Is this unusual? Does this maybe mark confidence in, in Rio 2016? I, I guess so, one way to look at it, or a bunch of people are playing hooky and don't want to come to Rio. But uh, <laughs> Rio is a lovely place to visit, so that's not been the case. Usually we have all 17 members of the IOC Commission here. It's been a long summer for some of these members. Some of them are, most of them are IOC members who've just been to Kuala Lumpur for the IOC session. One of them, Julio Maglioni, is president of FINA, the International Aquatics Federation, which has just had its swimming world championships in Kazan. Alexander Popov, also, I think, involved with the FINA event. And it's uh, not possible for everybody to, to get where they need to be all at the same time. And again, because I don't believe there is that much of a crisis feeling about Rio anymore, maybe it wasn't so important for these uh, uh, Coordination Commission members to show up. But it is unusual to have more than a third of the members of a COCOM uh, not show up, whether it's for Rio or for London or for Vancouver or other past games. Usually there's pretty strong attendance. Aside from Coordination Commission news, how are test events going in Rio? Uh, they seem to be going uh, pretty well. They're, uh, they are, are, are test events that don't fully, fully put a load on the system. For example, the equestrian test event taking place at Diodoro, the uh, far western cluster of venues, has only had 19 horses, not 200, as will be the case during the Olympics. And uh, the, the security, the spectator load, transportation, not fully being put to the test, but it's more of a chance to see how the venues work. And at the equestrian, it seems to be going okay. The rowing test event is over. That was the FISA Rowing Junior World Championships featuring the under-19 stars of the sport. And it was well-organized. It's a beautiful location. It's the Gloria de la Freitas which is, um, has the Crystal Redonter sculpture looming above it. It's an extraordinary-looking venue, beautiful to see, one of the most uh, stunning venues rowing has ever had for the Olympic Games. Unfortunately, it's one of those bodies of water that is uh, uh, polluted and could cause some illness. American rowers were complaining about Ill illness um, last week inconclusively linked to the water in the lake. There could be other things going on. But again, in terms of operations, um, went, went pretty well at the rowing venue. This week, the sailing test event gets underway. They had a test event last year as well. And then on Sunday, the road cycling test event will take place. And that's going to take a little bit of finagling. They're going to adjust the schedule because there's a big protest planned in Rio de Janeiro that day. Un, 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 doesn't involve the Olympics at all. It's a political economic uh, protest, demonstration. But because of the large numbers of people coming to downtown Rio de Janeiro, they've had to switch the time a little bit of the road cycling event to accommodate the crowds. Now, in, in one year... We're, we're speaking, you know, on what would be the fifth day of the Rio Olympic Games. What's the weather like today in Rio? It's pretty good. It's in the 
upper 20s, maybe upper 70s, around 80 degrees in Fahrenheit, say 24, 25 Celsius. Uh, a few clouds in the sky, but mostly blue skies. Relatively low humidity, 60%. It's very comfortable. Lows will drop about 10 degrees at night right now. This is uh, late winter for Rio de Janeiro. And it's not going to be blazing hot like we've had in past Olympic Games. And in fact, the weather here could be some of the best ever for an Olympic Games. Looking at the forecast here, it's sunny weather all the way out until the 21st, 22nd, when the uh, games would would no ordinarily close, and uh, no uh, no rain in the forecast, and the temperature should be about the same. So it's really excellent weather. People really should be looking forward to coming to Rio, just just for the sake of the beautiful weather that will accompany these Olympic games. Sounds pretty idyllic. Well, that was Around the Rings editor Ed Hula joining us from Rio, where the inexorable march to the 2016 Olympics goes on. Be sure to check into Around the Rings online, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I'm Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening.